The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. My dude. What's up, my man? How are you? Hold on. Something's stop, all jacked up. Stop looking at porn, for Christ's sake. I can't help myself. This guy, Ben. can't take him anywhere. There we go. Christ's sake. <laughs> there we go. You ready to start the show? Yes, I'm ready. Hi, Kent. <laughs> Kent, what's up, bro? He's Ben, he's awfully edgy today. Who's this? You. Me? I'm in a great mood. What hen house did you crawl out of? Hen houses? <laughs> hen houses. <laughs> I'm good. Well, okay, go ahead. That's great. Go ahead. What, 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 what? Go ahead. Let's get it out of the way. Get what out of the way? You know damn well. Get it out of the way. I don't know what you're talking about. Three, two, one. I got a new smoker. <laughs> it's huge. I know it is. Oh, my God. I'm in love. Showed up yesterday. Yep. Left Texas Friday. Friday, Friday late afternoon. Uh, my 500-gallon trailer smoker left Backline Fabrications in Austin, Texas. In an enclosed car trailer. Uh, Fifth-wheeled to my house. The driver yeah. called me a couple times, checking in and asking me barbecue questions. And I thought he was going to take <laughs> off with my smoker. So how long do you keep the brisket in for? What exactly do you season it with? When do you wrap it? What do you wrap it with? How long do you let it rest? What wood do you use? I'm like, are you going to take off with my smoker? It's already in his truck. He's it's already in his truck right now. He takes a left instead of a right, and he's gone. Gonzo. It is crazy. I, I Neighbors are like, what did you do? <laughs> I'm like... Still trying to figure that out, but hey, it, it happens. I mean, I'm excited. We're going to do big things with that thing this year. It's going to be fun. The yes. charity cooks that we do together, it's just going to be easier, better, more consistent. It's going to be fun. I love it. You know, me and the guys from NEP, you guys, all the stuff we're going to do. He's got a shit eating grin on his what face. What is that Why? face, Ben? I'm just waiting for you to get to the next element of the show. That's all I'm doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. <laughs> all right. So you're going to obviously. Want Ryan on? We're gonna get Ryan back. We'll get on. Ryan back, and I gotta. Figure that we're gonna out. wait for a couple. I got a couple things coming. I want to send him a package with some, you know, maybe some little gifts and stuff. And I know we gotta waiting for some stickers. A little package. I got we'll make him a package. Got it. Just waiting for a few items. Okay. So Ooh. the smoke is in. You posted some stuff. I went live earlier. I'll post pictures to the page later. Later on. And then you guys will have a chance to take a look at. It's sexy. It's my sexy. Beast. <laughs> the fun part is we're gonna put it out on the New England Pitmaster Group. And we're going to do a poll from the top four or five names that I've liked so far. And we'll let the page pick. I like that idea. I think that's fun. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. So, all right. That's over and done. Let's get down to business. Today's show oh, yeah. is brought to you by... Ooh, Uncle Steve's Shake. Hey, you ever stop to wonder why every time your neighbor has a barbecue, there's a line to get into his backyard. But when you have a barbecue, for some reason, nobody's coming. Simple answer to those questions is your neighbor is using Uncle Steve's Shake, which means one thing. You better get you some right now. Look, Uncle Steve's Shake is handmade using the finest ingredients, comes in eight amazing flavors. Now, I think even... Nine, nine the the ten, bomb. with the uh, bird powder competition line and the new smoke bomb. The bird powder is part of it's the unbelievable. Line. Uncle Steve's shake. Um, <clears throat> if you can eat it, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. If you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. Answer all your shake questions. It's time to take your backyard barbecue game to the next level with Uncle Steve's shake. Shake some on everything. Today's show also brought to you by. Our friends at Two mm. Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, we are smoking the Agonorsa Leaf. Mm. Thanks to our friends from TwoGuysCigars.com, we get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number TwoGuysCigars.com. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Now down to brass tacks. The brass 
cast. I'm excited. This is oh. this is. This, You've been excited for a while. This interview for, about this, this show is going to be great. You've been wanting this guy on for a hot minute. Since I've been following him since Robbie Royal was on mm-hmm. and told us what he had in the works going on yep. with this gentleman, and finally with the new, kicking in the new year, got it done. We got him on, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome from the Barbecue Champs Academy, mm-hmm. Mr. Mike Steele. Mike, how's it going? Pretty good, John. How are you doing, Greg? You doing good? Mike, how are you? Nice to have you. Nice. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. All right. Thanks for taking the time. We really oh, appreciate yeah. it, man. We do. No problem. Everyone's you guys sound like y'all a hoot and have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, you know, oh, that's absolutely. what barbecue's all about. I it tell is. that to people all the time. Yep. Yep. If you can't have fun barbecuing something, you need to get another business. 100%. For sure. That's absolutely. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So. But uh, when you're live, you can't have dull moments. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Never a dull moment with us, I promise. Exactly. Perfect, perfect. So, before we get into the Barbecue Champs Academy, let's tell everybody who is Mike Steele? Mm-hmm. How, you know, where, where, where you're from? How'd you get, what were you doing? And how'd you get into the barbecue world? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a good question. Well, I'm uh, from Shreveport, Louisiana. I've uh, been down here pretty much well all my entire life, um, and uh, I've my back my big background before racing or before uh, barbecue was drag racing. Oh, cool! Um, I set uh, two world records drag racing. We raced in the National Muscle Car Association for the fastest street cars in the country. We had a '72 uh, Chevelle that we started with, and then graduated on up to. It was actually Ricky Smith's Pro Stock car, NHRA Pro Stock car. We converted it, made a full street legal uh, car out of it. Headlights, taillights, turn signals, mufflers weighed three thousand pounds. This thing ran six seventy, six sixty at two hundred and thirteen miles an hour, and it was fully street legal with headlights, taillights, turn signals, and mufflers. So you say three thousand um, pounds? It, it, yeah, yeah, three thousand pounds. It, I mean, a street car. Street cars ain't ten cans. I mean, these things are heavy. Yeah. So. And um, I developed my own nitrous nozzle in 1997, mm-hmm. and that was the first race we went to was the big shootout down in Orlando at the World Street Nationals down there, World Street Finals down there. And uh, first race we went to with my new nitrous nozzle on it, we set the world record for the second time. And in 2001, I sold my nitrous nozzle to Edelbrock. And Edelbrock's all the nitrous nozzles that okay. Edelbrock sells, yeah. those are my nitrous nozzles. So oh, the E1 cool was the way. original. The E2 was a spinoff of that. Oh, that's so cool. And after that, they came out with the E3 nozzle, but it was all built on my fuel design that I created on that. Uh, raced up till about 2012, finally hung up the helmet and... Um, yeah, I just got such a competitive drive in me from the type of racing that we did um, that um, I wanted to get into something. My wife said, you got to get out of the house. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> I, said, I, can't, I can't do this. I'm not one to sit around. So we had been watching Barbecue Pitmasters and I uh, had seen it and like, man, maybe maybe there's something into this. And, you know, she said, well, you you like to cook barbecue, you know, why don't, why don't we get into that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe so. So I said, well, let me see if I can find a smoker. I'd always wanted a rotisserie cooker. I found a Cadillac cooker that was on a Craigslist, called the guy. He said, man, I've already sold it. What do you want to do? And I said, thinking about doing some barbecue competitions. He said, well, I cook in the International Barbecue Cookers Association, the IBCA. Tons of those competitions are over in Texas. I'm 20 miles from the Texas state line. And, um, he said, look, I've already sold it, but if you want to do it, come on over here in September. We're going to be in Dallas, two, you know, about three hours from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, uh, come hang out with her. Let you, I'll introduce you to the guys. I mean, it's like a big family. And I was like, so, okay, you know, called him up the week before. He said, man, I didn't get my cooker ready. He said, go on over there. Go talk to, I think her name was Susan. She's the promoter. Go tell her that you want to judge. And they pull people right off the street on IBCA. It's yeah, no okay. certified judge. You better you better bring it right. So wow. went in, introduced myself to her, told her we was thinking about cooking. She said, oh, absolutely. Me and my wife jumped in. We judged all three categories. Came back. My wife was like, I think your food is as good as anything there. Why don't we just get into doing it? Order you a cooker. Yes. Yep, sounds good. So order my smoker. Uh, took nine months to build it. I had a custom rotisserie built, got it, cooked on it about five times. I had never cooked a whole lot of briskets, maybe one or two my entire life. My big thing was ribs. I loved my ribs. And uh, so I cooked, got it, we ordered in October, got it in July, first, first weekend in July. 
and I cooked on it about five or six times. I started cooking some briskets. I think I cooked four batches of briskets at a time. I did it three times. I cooked 12 briskets. By the 12th one, I was like, I think I got something pretty good. That same competition is coming back up that we went to. Let's go over there to that competition. We already know the layout. We know the people, some of the folks there. Let's make that our first one. We get over there, first competition. It was 48 teams, Texas State Championship cook-off. And I uh, didn't have a had no no final table on chicken. I was like, oh, okay. Called ribs out. Didn't have a top 10 rib, but I had an 11th place rib. I was like, well, okay, I'm happy right. with that. And they were calling brisket. They got to second for third place. And she said, well, you might as well hang it up. You know, they go to second place. They call first place brisket. She handed me my ticket and said, that's you, baby. You got a first place brisket. Wow. Competition, first place brisket, 11th place rib, got third overall. That's phenomenal. $712.50 on that first place brisket. Needless <laughs> to say, I was hooked. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's how I got into barbecue. And um, that was in 2013. Um, I did that one competition. 2014 was my first full year into competing. Um, had a pretty good year. I had six out of top ten, six out of ten cookoffs. I had a top ten finish in brisket, three and three top ten finishes in ribs. I think I had two in chicken. So I was figuring things out. I was very strong right off the get go with brisket. Second year, still did incredibly well with brisket. Brisket has been by far my strongest category by a mile. Uh, ribs started getting a little bit better. Chicken was getting a little better. 17 was a little bit better year. 2018 was kind of my banner year. We had, I think, our first GC in 2017. It qualified me for the American Royal Invitational. I had never cooked a KCBS. I told my wife, we're going. And she said, you've lost your mind. What are you doing? And I said, there's no way you would have told me five years ago that I'd be cooking at the American Royal. So she said, well, she said, do you want to go practice and go do one? I said, nope, I'm going up there to have fun, and I'm going to cook the Invitational. And I said, I think i got to cook one meat in the open, and I may do that, and that's going to be about it. So we get up there, 125 teams. I had a seventh-place pork butt. That was only my second pork butt to ever cook. Come on. Twenty. Uh, see, I had a 24th-place brisket. I finished 19th overall out of 120 five teams i had a 696 56 score all four meets was in the 170 well at that point i was pretty dang stoked i said i'm cooking the next day in the open in the open we had a 27th place brisket out of 500 teams i think we finished 96th overall and i've not done a kcbs competition since uh it was the only one i've ever done uh y'all can have that <laughs> and then 2018 rolled along and i it was probably my banner year we had uh at the end of 2018 we had uh, a gc a gc a gc a reserve gc and a gc our last five competitions of the year i had Amazing. a first place brisket first place brisket second place brisket first place brisket and first place brisket and um so that was a very very big banner year for me and I had kind of really started seeing the sport eroding away uh, in 2018. I started noticing a lot of the guys that were really, you know, it just wasn't growing. I just, it just kept seeing this diminishing return of people coming, you know, people just, you know, barbecues is was, was tough, man, you know, and if you're not willing to change and do some things, you know, it, you can get left behind in a hurry. And, um, I, I just, you know, came into 2019 and I was like, you know, I want to, I want to do something for the barbecue community. I, mm. I want to see this sport grow. It's something I love. I love the barbecue family. I met friends and, and had some incredible friends and I wanted to see this sport grow. And I was like, maybe if we had a platform where we had world champion pit masters and world champion steak grill masters, because I still wanted to help the SCA grow mm -hmm. as well, the State Cookoff Association. If we could just help those two sports grow and give these guys that are coming in for the first time the fundamentals that they need to not just have the basic fundamentals, fundamentals, but have the skill set to be able to go out there and have an, a world champion pit masters recipe that will teach you step by step detailed instructions and ultra high definition for you know videos that are laid out and broke down step by step by step that if we could create that we could help this sport grow hmm. and that was kind of the idea behind it and um 
So I was like, well, I got to get some people behind me, you know, that'll want to do this. So Joey Smith had just won the Houston Livestock Show Rodeo about uh, two or three weeks before Mm -hmm. uh, I reached out to him. And I called him, and I I had only talked to Joey once or twice, and I don't think I had ever met him. And I said, Joey, I said, um, I've got something really big that we're about to do. You just now won the Houston Livestock Show Rodeo. You're a world champion. It is time for you to capitalize now why you're one of these world champions that's not way back from Ever Neverland. And I said, I've got something that's going to be huge. And he said, well, what is it? And I said, well, I don't want you saying nothing to nobody about this. Uh, and I, didn't, I trusted Joey enough that I didn't have to make him sign no non-disclosure, but I told him what it was. And he was like, holy freaking cow, this is going to change the landscape of freaking barbecue. This is going to be the next big thing. And I, he said, I'm in. So I called next Robbie Royal. He was my next person. I called Robbie up. I had talked to Robbie one or two times uh, when I had first started barbecue, and I had thought about going to his school. He's just a dead gum forest. 15, 16 hours for me. And I was like, eh, I ain't driving that far. And he just kind of told me a few things. He said, what are you struggling with? I said, ribs, you know, mainly. And he said, he gave me a few little things, told me his recipe. Like he said, here, just run this recipe, use this sauce. He said, you know, you'll, you'll tweak it from there and make it your own. And, and sure enough, it did. It was a good recipe. Uh, I started cooking it and that's when I started getting some top 10 finishes. I had two or three top 10 finishes right off the, the first competition I had, had a fifth place rib, highest rib I ever had. Rib, rib call that I had ever had. And, uh, and I had a third place and another third place, another fifth place, another seventh place. I was like, okay, you know, I, I started figuring out some things. Mm. So I told him what I was wanting to do. And he was like, Mike, he said, you know, I do a cooking class one, two a year. And he said, it's just getting to the point to where I, I you know, I, I think something like this is needed. I've always wanted to do it, but I, it's just the production to do it is just, not going to ever work. And I said, well, to tell you the truth, if you try to do it with just you and you're just one person, you'd get swallowed up. If we end up making this thing a huge deal with a bunch of cooks, somebody's wanting to come where there's mass amounts of cooks. So he was like, dude, just count me in. So I had my first two cooks. I had two state cookers with Shauna Rapolo was our 2016 um, runner up in the SCA her very first year. She's a two-time female cooker of the year. She lives right here in my backyard in Shreveport. I contacted her uh, through the lady that works at my bank. She knew her. She made the arrangement for us to meet up at the bank. And I sat down. (laughs) I talked to Shauna. We got Sean aboard, had Alan Newton. I had met Alan cooking in the barbecue trail. He was a legend in the SCA. Um, he was on board, and that was my first four people I got. We started filming the two barbecue classes. We filmed the two state classes. Uh, when we got those two barbecue guys, you know, uh, Joey said, you need to talk to Corey Mikes. He was at a competition. He said, Corey, you need to, you need to talk to Mike Steele. He said, what's going on? He said, man, I can't tell you. He said, what do you mean? He said, I, he said, he's got something huge going on. He said, what is it? He said, I can't tell you. He said, you just need to talk. He said, why can't you tell me? He said, because I'm under a non-disclosure agreement not to say anything to anybody. You need to sign a non-disclosure agreement and talk to this guy because he's got something fixing to revolutionize barbecue. So, well, give him a dead gum number and have him to call me. So I called him. I talked to him and Danny is dead. And his dad is a multiple, multiple world champion uh, back in the late 90s. I think he won 19 competitions, grand champion, 19 out of 22 competitions, I think it was, in 1999. He's won a ton of stuff. He needs to be in the KCBS Hall of Fame. And um, anyway, so I talked to him. He was like, holy crap, man. He said, "I'm, I'm all in on this. So we had Corey. And then as soon as we launched it, that was the three barbecue guys that we had. We had the two steak cookers. And uh, as soon as we launched it, Mark Lambert and Joey are very, very good friends. They cook together in OBR. They cook together at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. He called Mark, said, Mark, you got to get aboard on this. And Mark said, heck yeah. So we got Mark on board. And then after we got Mark uh, Lambert on board, we got Smitty, um, Sterling Smith. We got him with Luton Booty Barbecue. He was our next cooker. I had been talking to Lee Hickel, who was going to be the 2000. 19, I think it's the 19 uh, IBCA Cooker of the Year. Yep, yep. Uh, we brought him on board, 
And then uh, once we got him on board, we brought Craig Sherry, who owns Texas Pepper Jelly. He's a two-time world champion. We brought him on board. And then this year, we brought in uh, David Bosca Mm -hmm. with Butcher Barbecue. So that's kind of rounded out. We've got one more new cooker that we're going to be releasing probably this week or next week, maybe next week. And uh, he's a two-time world champion, and uh, and we've got a new. Uh, we since then we picked up uh, had Ty Machata come on as a state cooker, and then last year, 2020, we added John Lindsay, who was the 2019 SCA points champion runner-up. We had next Terry Roan, who was the 2018 world champion, and then we shot um, Matt Overson, who was the 2019 points champion runner-up. So we've got a stack field of unbelievable cookers, and we lay it on the line, 100% tell-all, competition barbecue classes. We teach the barbecue people. We show you how to trim it for the backyard, like on a brisket. Here's all you do for the backyard. Mm -hmm. If you want to inject it, you can. You don't have to, but trust me, a little injection does put some serious flavor in these briskets. And, And people, oh, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you don't, if the, if it was so good, and I tell people this all the time, I cook at IBCA. We're cooking for backyard judges. We don't we don't know who we're cooking for. Mm-hmm. I was at a competition this True. past weekend. They range from eighteen years old to sixty five years old, men and women. These are people right off the street. If non injected briskets were so great, they would always be on the final table and they would always be in the top ten. Doesn't happen. Yeah, it's not. It's the injection that you do. If you know how to do it right, you just are enhancing the flavor. You're not changing it. And that's what people have to understand. That's the one thing that I've noticed from all these world champions. Mark Lambert, he, he will say it best. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it in that square box. A little sweet, little heat, little savory, little tang. It's balanced. Mm. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm expecting it. The first time I started tasting these guys' barbecue, I'm expecting to be, like, blown away with something, like, crazy stupid. Yeah. And it's not. It's that down the middle of the road. It doesn't offend. It's very good barbecue that you could just sit and eat. You could throw any of these guys. You could throw a slab of ribs in front of me, and I could eat the entire slab. It's not nothing. Oh, my God, it's so sweet. Right. It hurts my teeth. It, ah, you know, I can't do it. I got to yeah. hit. I know what you're talking about no, there, too. It's yeah. not that away. Brisket, same way. Pork butt, same way. Chicken tastes like chicken balanced flavor. Mm. And I can say that about all of them. So people are starting to understand, and I think it's a lot to do with people who are so used to seeing barbecue pit masters with them doing all this butter and honey and brown sugar and this and that and flooding it. And it's one bite barbecue. It's got to blow everybody away. That's TV. And maybe that's what they did then, but we're not seeing that now. At least I'm not seeing it with the world champions that we have on barbecue champs Academy. So, we're starting to see more and more backyard cookers that are coming in and they're taking these classes and they're going, holy crap. You know, I thought all the stuff I was getting on YouTube was good. And we joke about it in the class all the time. If it's on YouTube, if these guys were that great, that's on YouTube, they'd be out cooking in competitions, making money, baby. Mm -hmm. Because if you're pretty good at it, you can make some pretty decent money with it. And, um, and they, they come in, I'll give you a prime example of that. And this was probably one of the most successful stories that I ever had. We launched Barbecue Champs Academy in 2019, uh, June the 28th, 2019. Four days later, I had a guy that I cooked against all the time around here in South in, in uh, East Texas. His name is uh, Dwayne Anderson. Dwayne had only been cooking probably a year and a half, probably done 10, 12 cook-offs. I think he had one top 10 finish, maybe two. Uh, he took Corey Mike's class three or three or four days after it came out. We go to, and that was on June the 28th. He probably took the class like July the 1st. That very next weekend, we're about 70 miles from here over in Rust, Texas. He had taken Corey Mike's class. He showed up there. He cooked, he comes over to him and he says, man, that that's a really good class. And I said, well, I appreciate it. I hope it helps you. And he cooked that day. I Now you remain anonymous unless you make it known. 
And he cooked, he had an eighth place chicken. And man, I was so freaking excited when he had an eighth place chicken. I was like, heck yeah, man. I'm, but I didn't say anything, you know. Yeah. He goes up, I think he had a third place rib. He made $600. And I think he finished like third or fourth overall. And I was just so happy for him. And I was like wanting to just explode with happiness because that was, that was who, you know, that was the person that I'm wanting to see help. Yeah. Mm hmm. So we all go with our buddies, and and I was like, man, congratulations! He said, oh, you ain't got to be quiet. I done told all these guys that I took your class. I was like, oh my gosh! I wish you had told me. I was like, dang man! I was hugged him. I was like, this is awesome. He said, man. He said, I just. He said, I didn't even get to cook the brisket because I didn't have enough time to get all the stuff in. I, I just only had three or four days. Goes to his next competition. He he had a fifth place brisket, a ninth place rib, burnt up the chicken. I mean, 205 degrees, still had a 14th place chicken. <laughs> Goes to his next competition, had a first place, a first place, a third place, a fifth place, got his first grand champion. Oh, And uh, out of his third competition to do it. Goes to his next competition, drops off all three tickets. By that point, the first four competitions, this guy done made $2,200 in his first four competitions, and he spent $600 for the class. So that was how good it was, and that was the success story I saw right off the get-go. And I knew we had something pretty special because as soon as we launched it, you always know the success of the business model of repeat customers. And it was literally, we launched this thing, and within two weeks, I had people coming back buying more classes and more classes. I've got some people that's bought every single class that we've got. Um, I've got a barbecue. I've got one guy. He's bought every barbecue and steak class that we've got. Uh, I've got barbecue guys that have bought three, four, or five classes. I've got steak. Cl- the steak guys are just pretty much well buying just about every steak cooker that we have. So that is how it got started. And, uh, you know, it was just an amazing story right off the get go. And it just has continued to grow and grow and grow. And, um, we didn't have a lot of people in 2019. We, we sold some state classes in 2019. Not going to say we did. We sold some, but then 2020 came along and all the barbecue stuff got shut down Well, the SCA was going wide open. So it kind of hurt our barbecue stuff because Mm -hmm. we weren't cooking. But the SEA stuff was booming, and we brought on Matt or John Lindsay. We brought on Terry Rome, big names. And, man, they started taking these classes. They were getting behind these people. They were helping them. And all of a sudden, they were kicking John and Terry's butt. The students were beating them left and right. And John was like, I can't even beat my students anymore. you know. And But he said, man, brother, I'm ecstatic because – this is what this is about to give back to a point. I just got to go get better. I've got to tweak on my stuff somehow to get better so I can get back in the top 10. Cause he mm-hmm. went there literally five or six competitions. All the students was winning. He had three or four of his students. that would be in the top 10. Terry would have two or three of his students in the top 10. And these guys are just outside the top 10. Can't quite get in. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you this story. It was about two. It was a uh, new year's Eve and new year's day. They had a contest down in Laurel, Mississippi. Now, by now, you know, we've already pretty much had all of 2020. So many people had taken our steak classes. It was crazy. So they go down there. They had a steak A, a steak B, two competitions on that New Year's Eve, and then two on that New Year's Day. I, I think on that first day, seven out of the top ten was Barbecue Champs Academy alumni. Six out of the top ten the next that's that night. The next day, seven out of the top ten were barbecue champ alumni. Six out of the top ten were barbecue champs alumni and stake B, the second round. The three first pla- three of the first place winners were barbecue champ academy alumni and one third place. So That's- needless to say, it has <clears throat> just been an amazing story for what it has done to grow the SCA. We have seen it. I've had people say, if you're not taking classes in, in Barbecue Champs Academy state classes for the SCA, it's going to be very difficult to consistently win and have top 10 calls. So it, it's been a pretty amazing run. Yeah. Um, we had a guy that he was about ready to give up. He called me. He said, I went to 19 competitions. I had one top 10 call. I was ready to quit. I loved it. It was just too dadgum expensive to keep doing it and not get any top 10 calls. Mm. He said, I took John Lindsay's class. He said, I go out my first competition after taking his class, I had a third place finish. 
He said, my last seven competitions that I've went to, I've been in the top 10 at every one of them. And he said, Mike, he said, I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me and what you've done for this sport. We had another guy, and this is pretty, made me feel really good. He had taken Matt Overson's class. He had cooked two competitions. He, I think he did pretty, pretty good at his first one. Second one, I don't remember. His third competition, he cooked, uh, he took uh, Matt Overson's class. And uh, he did pretty good. I think it was uh, – he, he I went to his next one, but I believe it was either his fourth or fifth competition that he's ever cooked. And I think it was the second competition after Matt Overson's class. He set the SCA record for the highest score ever recorded. A perfect score is a 254.5, and he scored a 254.4. Oh, in the contest what, what, and what, had what, the highest score let me ask you this. ever recorded Inter- in SCA history. Let me interrupt here for a second. So, what is it that one little? What is it that didn't make it a perfect score? What was odd? I don't know. I mean, it was just point. one judge. You know, just crazy. one judge. So you know, it's it's been a great success story, yeah, and. The backyard people, we're really starting to see more and more and more backyard people that are taking these classes. Back to that YouTube, you know, they they thought they had some good information, and then they got this, and then they're calling me, and they're, they're we got private forums for every one of our cooks. You go buy any of their all-access class. Now, like the barbecue stuff is brisket, rib, pork, button, chicken. You buy that all-access class, um, and it's only $599 which is $100 off if you were to buy them individually, Mm -hmm. Uh, you get access to a private Facebook page where you can go and ask these guys questions anytime. Look, I saw what you did here. I did it. I'm struggling a little bit here. I'm cooking on a different pit. Can you tell me how to set this up and run it on this particular pit? Because we do a fire management class. We talk about a lot of different pits. Mm -hmm. This is what you're cooking on. But what if you was cooking on a big grain egg? What if you was cooking on a pellet cooker? What if you was cooking on a 22-inch WSM? What if you was cooking on an offset? And he may be cooking on, you know, a drum. We kind of break it down to help them. But there may still be questions that they need. Well, that's the great thing with all these forums. If you buy those all-access class, how cool would it be to have a world champion pitmaster like David Bosca or Craig Sherry or, you know, all the guys, any of them. Pick, take your pick, a Mark Lambert. <clears throat> you can go in and you can talk to these guys, and they will help you along the way. And trust me, they want you to succeed. And um, to me, that is such a huge, huge deal. So, hundred um, percent. It's it's mm-hmm. been very gratifying and very rewarding. You know, I, I I it's like you said. You know, you think you have a handle on on something, and then you realize. Yeah. I mean, you always have to be open to learning. It's the only way you're ever going to get. Oh, absolutely. Get better. But it's like constant. you said, you know, you, yeah. you, you ribs were you brought, fa- were you brought up something really good there, Greg. Yeah. In barbecue, if you're not always learning, mm, you're backing up. Yeah. Yep. yeah, there is. You think you know it all? Trust me, I promise you. Oh, you all the all the hours of YouTube that I put in late nights. Yeah, no, but but you think you have a handle? Like ribs were your favorite. You loved your yeah. ribs. Yeah, and you go to competition, and that's what you're having trouble with. Yeah, it just it, you, for you that must have been a real eye opening experience, trying different things, learning from some of these guys. And just, I mean, look, it's different from backyard to competition. You're not usually being, excuse me, as creative. Like you said, neutral, that middle of the ground, Mm -hmm. not too sweet, not too hot, stay in the box. Things you don't really have to worry about when you're doing backyard cooking. Yeah. You can be more creative. That's right. You know, since it is tell-all, can you tell us something about your number one brisket? I want to know something give give us without having to i'm gonna buy this 599 gives you access to ev- all the cooks is that no, what i'm hearing or is that 599 gets you access to one barbecue pit master in all his stuff all his okay. four classes so yeah. robbie's one, four 599 classes. doesn't get you all eight of them yeah. no so it's, is there a class for you is there also a class for yourself do you, do you have a class for yourself everybody's want me to do one i'm not i don't have right. a world champion next to my name that's okay since and, you're not going to do and one I, just and tell. i can't do it <laughs> that's okay <laughs> and i was like i don't i'm not doing one so, so, he, I, so I, I said and the cool thing is when we're doing this you don't have a guy standing in front of a camera going blah 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 do this that's the most boringest TV that you could ever watch, and you never learn. 
I'm literally standing right here, and I'm on our set right now. I'm literally right here beside them. I'm asking them questions. Why do you do this? What's the purpose of that? What are you talking about? You're looking for this intramuscular fat that's in this brisket. What are you talking? Well, that's the fat in it. Well, why do you want the fat? I know all the answers, right? but I don't want to assume that somebody watching this that doesn't know what this is. You're playing why the other do side. you want this fat? Yeah. Well, yeah. I want it for flavor. I want it for tenderness. I want it to keep it juicy. This is what I'm looking for. What are you doing this for? Why do you? And that's the thing. We don't cut and edit these tapes. I tell them, hey, we're fixing to start here. Follow my lead. I'm going to guide you. Yep. Yep. And, and I'll say, if I ask you a question, you answer it because we're, I'm not cutting and we're not going to cut nothing out. So it, I ask them sometimes, they, I, they probably like, man, I really didn't want to give that away, but I don't <laughs> care because I want to get 100% tell all out of them. And mm-hmm. they'd like, okay, you know, just we're going to roll with it. Can don't you- worry about what to say. Follow my lead. Right. And if you do, the, it, I know where I'm going to take the show. You don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's broken up. It, it's not one long, drawn-out video. Most boring stuff as well. Mm-hmm. They're broken down. Brisket, rib, pork, butt, chicken. So let's take brisket. How to select and trim a brisket. How to make an injection. Which rubs to use and how to apply. Each one of those are videos. How to build a box if it's a KCBS. How to manage your fire. How to smoke it. How to make the sauce. How to box the brisket for backyard if you're going to cut it. Hey, here's how you cut it. Right. Here's how you put it in a box for competition. So it's, you know, how did he make that ribbon of brisket injection? Well, I can go watch that one video and it may be eight minutes long. Boom. I didn't have to watch all of it. Right. How did he make, how, how, what, what, how, let me go watch how he put those rubs on again. You can back it up. You can yep. watch it. You can watch it again. You can watch it again. And that's what people keep telling me. I can go back and watch that video. And I had one guy from, I think he was up around New Jersey somewhere, and he said, I have watched Corey Mike's brisket class. This is the fourth time, and I just picked up something new that I didn't see the first three times. Yep. And I tell people all the time, you know, well, you can't tell texture and tenderness, you know, in an online class. Well, I'll beg the difference because I know that. So when I have the temp pen showing them, Give me a temp that you're cooking it to. And I don't hold the temp pen with my hand where you can't tell. I put it between my index finger and my thumb. I was like, okay, guys, watch this. It goes in. It's like butter. Mm -hmm. This has got just a little tug. This was pulled at 208 degrees or 7 degrees on this rib. And here's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And and that's going to get you probably within one degree of being perfect for a KCBS or something like that. But what I tell people all the time, you're worried about you can't taste it for the tenderness or the texture. If you didn't get all the stuff that they did prior to that because you was taking notes and you got 50% of your notes wrong, then you're never going to have the product what they cook in the very beginning to taste like it's supposed to anyway. And that's what more people are telling me. And this is not coming from me. This is what customers are telling me. So I got my tenderness. My tenderness is perfect. My texture is perfect. But I know this, when I get done with it, it tastes exactly like what these guys are cooking Mm -hmm. for the simple fact that I can go back and watch it. I don't miss nothing that they did. And I think that's one of the biggest things that helps people on Barbecue Champs Academy is that these classes, they can go back and watch it. And like I said, if they're struggling with something, they can always go and go to that forum if they bought the all-access and ask them a question. Can we so, ask? Can we ask you? Can I ask you to share maybe your top three? Since brisket's your strong point, uh, especially in competition, can you share your top three tips on brisket with our audience? Something that yeah, will help you them. Know, or one of the things, maybe maybe okay. misconception. Well, maybe you a couple up something just to, you know, and I'll do that. Yeah, maybe a couple um, misconceptions you that you might about, think. You was talking about my ribs. You know, I was I really love my ribs. Had eleventh place rib the first competition I went to, and you know and and then I went to my next one, and I think I still had like a, a 12th, 13th place rib. It was just outside. So I started changing. So I was like, okay, I got to get these things in the top 10. And I started getting to where I tried to make it look. And I never took classes. I never had taken a barbecue class the whole time. I never have. And um, so I started trying to make them more like what I saw in barbecue pit match. Let's put honey. Let's put butter. Let's put this. Let's, let's make them sweet. I was going the wrong way. It wasn't. It wasn't backyard barbecue because you got to understand IBCA is all about you're cooking for people right off the street. You just need to cook good backyard barbecue. Hmm. That's all they know. 
but it's right. got to be good backyard barbecue. That's the difference. Yeah. So when I started taking all that crap away and kind of followed Robbie's more simpler approach, all of a sudden my ribs started hitting. My brisket, what's the tips on brisket? Well, the one thing I always cook is usually I always like a good Creekstone Farm prime brisket. Mm -hmm. I like a prime. If I was cooking in the backyard, the first advice that I would give somebody is find a very, very well-marbled, well-marbled choice. I prefer a prime. I don't want to cook a select. Spend the extra money and get something that's either a well-marbled choice or a really good well-marbled prime. Why? Because of that fat content that's in mm -hmm. that meat, that fat, that not even talking about on the surface, mm -hmm. I'm talking about in Inside. the meat, the yep. intramuscular fat. I want to see that thing marbled. Right. That is flavor, that's juiciness, that's tenderness. All yep. that helps. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for that. Okay. Um, that big, huge fat vein that's between the point and the, and the, um, the flat, I'm usually always trimming that out. Uh, I don't want it. It's going to take longer to cook. Yep. I want my brisket, and I cook low and slow. I cook 260. Okay. My briskets usually take anywhere between eight and nine hours to cook. So I'm not a hot and fast guy. I'm mm -hmm. low and slow. I cook on a rotisserie smoker. And uh, so by taking that big fat seam out, I'm speeding up my cooking process. You're not going to render all that fat out anyway. I mean, come on. The fat's in there, and uh, sometimes uh, three quarters of an inch to a half inch thick. And I come right in on top of my point, and I take it right off the top of the point. I come right up underneath the flat. I leave about a quarter inch, three-eighths inch up underneath that flat, and I lay them down. That's that way I can put rub on my point, and I can season my flat. We don't turn in point meat. We only turn in slices, right. nine right. slices in IBCA. Mm -hmm. But I'm cooking it, and I always cook mine together. I don't separate it. But that point's going to be for me to go home, and I'm I'm going to enjoy that point. Mm -hmm. So a good, well marbled brisket. I have people all the time. My guys are my competition. The guys I cook with, Mike. What the heck? Like that coat trophy you see back up there. I mean, that was at Marksville, Louisiana, here back in November. One of the hardest competitions there is to win. Um, I won it in 2018 after six times of going down there, and I finally won it in 2018. I had a first place chicken. And I had a first place brisket and it was at the very end. Uh, there was a buddy of mine, Adam Grotro. He had 19 points and he just got a second place brisket and put him at 19 because he had a first place rib and he got a second place brisket. And I hit a, a first place brisket and I won that thing in 2018. And this past year, uh, I had like an eighth place a, a chicken, a fourth place rib. I had 10 points. Good buddy of mine, Brady Bodine, he done had 19 points right off the get-go. And I was like, oh, crap, any brisket call, he's got this. <laughs> They're going through it. They hadn't called brisket. They hadn't called him. They hadn't called him. They get to second place. They still hadn't called my name. He didn't get a second-place brisket. I was like, holy crap, you know, come on, baby, get my brisket. I'd be dadgum if I didn't get another first-place brisket, beat him by one point, got 20 points. And I was so happy. I think I'm one of the only ones that's ever won that competition two times. I think there may have been one other person, but I was all got done. And they were like, what the heck do you do to your brisket? And I tell them all the time, I was like, guys, y'all overcomplicate it. It's a brisket. Yep. And I've told them, I said, you want to know my first three rubs, salt, pepper, garlic. garlic. And they're just like, come on. And I was like, I've told you guys a million times. All right, that's all I my use. first three <laughs> rubs is salt, pepper and garlic yep. now i've got a couple other rubs two other rubs one two three three other rubs that are just light little dustings after that okay mm -hmm. and that's it okay uh, i inject using butcher uh prime injection i don't mix it near the strength that it shows uh probably half of what he shows okay and i just mix it up with some beef broth and it's just a little bit of injection and I don't, I make the brisket taste like a freaking brisket. I, I had one of the guys, we were, we were all sitting around and, um, after the awards was over and we, we stayed, it's a really nice RV park. And a buddy of mine was there and he was like, I, there was a lot of guys in 2018 that didn't cook it. that were cooks and they, they wanted to go judge it. They wanted to judge that thing. And there was a couple of the guys that I cooked with that was there. And he said, I will never forget 2018. He said, there was that box of brisket that came around and he said, 
your brisket was so far ahead of everybody's on score that almost everybody gave you a damn 10. And he said, you was so far ahead of everybody. We were all like, holy freaking crap. I don't know whose brisket this is. Yeah. But he said, that brisket is freaking amazing. Well, freaking when you got up and won, he said, holy crap, I should have known it was Mike Steele. And he said, and to this day, I can still remember the texture and the flavor of mm. your brisket was freaking un- – what the – what are you doing to it? And I was like, I told you guys, man, I used salt, pepper, garlic, and a couple, two or three other rubs. He, well, what are those other rubs? I uh-huh. said, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. I said, I, I ain't going to tell you what those powders. are. I said, but – Chili powders in there, I'm sure. It's just, but he said, the texture on your brisket is so freaking phenomenal. That it just like melts in your mouth. Do you wrap your briskets? Yeah. Uh, do do you wrap it all your briskets? Yes. So I do uh, four hours. Um, I put it on at four o'clock. I wrap at eight thirty, um, and typically uh, at the eight hour mark, I will probe it one time. Uh, I am pretty good on brisket. I can probe it, and if it's perfect, I'll go. Yep, it's perfect. Um, if it needs fifteen minutes, I can tell by the temperature. I've probed it sometime. Go. I need to give it 30 minutes. I'll come back 30 minutes. Needs another 15. Perfect. Done. I, I nailed Good. tenderness on my brisket every single time to the teeth. I've just got a, such a good feel on that brisket that I can just stick it one time and, okay, and nope, it needs a little bit more. If it's tight, I know to give it 30 minutes. I've had one, it was like 203 degrees. It was super tight. I was like, this thing needs at least 45 minutes. Come the, back 45 in, in, minutes. In the middle, you mean still and, tight, right? You know, right, it, was, right in the middle? it was almost there. See, I was like, it needs another 15, mm-hmm. and I'm there. So I can usually gauge pretty close to where it needs to be. But yeah. backyard yeah. cooks, cooking at 260 the way I do it, I'm always cooking my briskets usually to 211, 212. That's typically where they're going to be probe tender like mm-hmm. butter. If you stick it in and it goes in easy and you're pulling your thermopin out, and if it's got any kind of resistance, it still is not done. Right. Even though I've had briskets, I'll go up, I'll temp it. I've said this. It'll same be thing. 212, yep. and I'll stick it and I'm pulling the pin, and it's like butter going in, and I'm pulling it out, and I'm going. A little bit of tug. It needs another 15 minutes. And that won't carry over in in, 15 minutes and I'll come back. It's still 212, but that muscle relaxed and it's easy going in. It's easy coming out. Right. And and the rest can help with that too. If you, if you let it rest good, we are running out of time. If you can believe it. So, so Mike, yeah. (laughs) first off, thank you for taking some time to join us. This is, I didn't even have to ask a question. You answered all my questions. You answered all my, most of my questions. (laughs) The website is bbqchamps.com, yes. mm-hmm. bbqchamps.com. We do have a podcast on Tuesday night. Tonight it's at 7 o'clock Central. Okay. I'd love to have all your viewers come over to sure. check us out. Absolutely. We always have all of our pit masters and state grill masters come on. We always bring in guests, informative stuff, B&B charcoal. We try to give educational stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great podcast to do at 7 o'clock Central every Tuesday night. We've got a, play, a YouTube page as well, Barbecue Champs Academy. Follow us on Facebook, Barbecue Champs Academy. Um, the classes, tell you a little bit about them. 249 for your first class in barbecue, 150 for each additional class. If you buy all four of the classes, that would have been $699. But if you buy the all excess, you get $100 off. So it's $599. Cool. The steak stuff, $149 for the steak, which that's probably fixing to go up because we're going to get rid of – the second class is fifty dollars, which would be one ninety nine. But we, if you buy the all excess, it's one sixty nine. But we're going to probably here in the next week, we're just going to have that as an all access only, where you get both classes automatically, where we can automatically get you in that form because these guys are starting to change up some of their recipes, and they can show you what they're doing in the forum. So it's going to be worth it for us to do that, and we're just going to make it one price. One thing I do want to talk about, since you've got a lot of backyard cookers, and I'll make this real quick. Mm -hmm. Once after about five months after we launched Barbecue Champs Academy, we did a championship backyard barbecue class, 20 backyard barbecue classes for $99, taught by Mark Lambert, Craig Sherry, Lee Hickel, Joey Smith, and Sterling Smith. 
It is by far unbelievable dishes. We show you how to cook beef ribs, prime rib, cheesy bacon wrapped moink balls. We did a port wine brine ham. We did a turkey. We did, Mark Lambert did a stinking true tacos El Pastor. Smitty did a French rack of lamb, a Peking duck with orange marmalade drizzle. I mean, some elevated dishes. And you can get those 20 recipes for $99, or you can buy an individual class in those for $7.98. So if you just want to dive in a little bit to see what these guys' food tastes like, now they're very short. They're not long, drawn-out videos. They're about 25 to 35 minutes on each one. Mm -hmm. Very precise, straight to the point. Not the detail that we do like in our our full-blown classes. They're backyard classes. We made it very simple. But, man, that is unbelievable. We've got so many people that are buying those that are backyard cookers. Like, holy freaking cow, these dishes are off the freaking chart. And then next thing you know, they're over there buying the all-access classes in barbecue or steak. So Beautiful. it's an amazing Beautiful. deal. It really is. I'm going to go back and hit up your website and see what, <laughs> what's in there for me. BBCamps.com, I promise you. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Watch Mike. Well, thank you, Mike. We appreciate this. It was so informative. 100%. And uh, I will definitely be checking in with you later on this evening on your show. Yeah. So, uh Absolutely. Once again, appreciate you having us thank on, you, guys. Sir. I really I appreciate did. You. I know I talk a lot, but this you know, I was trying to figure. I figured I'd probably answer most of your questions. You did. So. Every single one of them. I kept writing them down. I'm like, well, you just answer that one. Well, I'll just answer that one. Well, so good but, stuff, Mike. But thank you, thank Mike. You really Thanks, appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it, John. Appreciate it, Greg. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe bell notification button. Uh, You'll have all our episodes there right at your fingertips on social medias. Find us Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at PitLifeBBQ. And also... Hey, check me out on Instagram at The Barbecue Broker, as well as Facebook and our awesome uh, group, New England Pitmasters, especially if you want to see some pictures of the new smoker. Because they'll be up there tonight. <laughs> nice. You know, also follow me on Johnny Mags Barbecue on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your support each and every week. Every week. And until next week, keep, keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling. rolling. opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.